need to live a little Cause I'm living alright I won't tell you to slow it down Cause that's not my right You make your questionable choices and I'll make mine Somehow we'll keep it together, it'll all be Lovely listeners, and welcome back to the third episode of the Sine Qua Non podcast. In front of me at this very moment, we've got this week's guest, the lovely, the amazing Danny Oshova, here today. And we're going to talk about your new EP. And we've just heard her song off her EP called Notes Part One called Questions. So, Danny, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good, thanks, Millie. Um, yeah, I've uh, it's it's been a busy day, long day, yeah. but uh. Yeah, you no, ran you ran to uni today. I did, I did. Um, I had a driving lesson in mm. the morning and then um, I thought someone's performance was starting at one when really <laughs> it was starting at two. Um, so then I ran back home to get lunch and then I ran back to uni again to, to make it in time for the performance. Lots of running. Lots of running. But you know what? It's good exercise. Yeah. We're here now. <laughs> we're here. We're here enjoying. We were, we were enjoying the sun outside yeah, yeah. and now we're in this lovely studio. Honestly, it's so nice. So... Danny's got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about talk because about, Danny yeah. is a fantastic musician, a very creative lady with Thank lots you. of good Thank ideas. <laughs> so I thought we would um, start going into your overall project chronologically because you've had a lot of change mm. happen in the last year, yeah. like we've all had, but yours was significant <laughs> and very recent as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so why don't you tell us what your original major project was going to be? Yeah, so... Um... My original major project was going to be a, um, a music and dance collaboration um, in this sort of odd space between like a ballet and, um, and I don't know, like a contemporary performance, I guess. And um, yeah, it was just really exciting to, um, to be working with this sort of space where we'd be um, improvising and talking about these different themes and... Um, and, and somehow coming together with uh, with just um, I don't know a really nice nice sound and um, really interesting like little pieces to um, to sort of bring to the dancers yeah Ooh, that sounds I wish I wish we could have I gone know, see it would have been so great when you first told me I was like this sounds amazing <laughs> um well, what kind of themes were you going to explore through dance um, and music mainly themes of um things like movement freedom um just because it works so well with with both mediums mm. um and and those sort of 
brought up different um different ideas in the players of um one one performer sort of gave us the idea of um of like migration and and people moving from one place to another for whatever reason mm. and um some of the pieces were a bit darker to reflect that and um and some some of the pieces um sort of represented more like bird like movement um mm. something more more free and um and flying and and just, just sort of like drifting yeah. in whatever whatever movement that um that came through yeah I like that a lot it's, yeah, honestly I want it, to keep saying yeah. it throughout it's such a shame we it's, COVID man yeah it's still it's still it's something that I really do want to keep keep working on and do you keep think developing you'll get a chance to I hope so yeah yeah I hope so I hope so you've got to invite me if you do <laughs> I want to see it um where did like this idea come from when you were planning it mm. like had you seen something that you were inspired by before or was it just a vision you've always had in your mind yeah so um when I was younger um one of the first sort of composition opportunities that I had was with this group called Orchestra One uh, back in Kent with Kent Music and they they were really um really interested in one stands for orchestra of new uh sorry it stands for orchestra of new opportunity of new experiences okay. yeah so it was just really opened our eyes to different compositional ideas techniques um but also different types of composing different mediums to compose for so we did some on film um some for art and obviously some for dance and um that project really really spoke to me because i think first and foremost i was a i was a dancer i was mm. I, i've done ballet since i was 16 uh, since I was since I was since I was two, um, oh, and so yeah, real long time. It, I, it used to be sixteen years that I'd done it for. It's not now. It's longer <laughs> than that. So yeah, I just that I think that really that project really um, really struck a chord with me, and, yeah. and it's definitely something that I wanted to not replicate, but more sort of be inspired by and take further. Yeah. Um, in my own composition. Yeah. I love that. It's like taking your two favorite mediums yeah. of creativity and yeah together, exactly yeah which is brilliant because yeah. that's where you're gonna excel the most at yeah obviously listeners may know or may not know that you are very multi-talented and you can play lots of different instruments <laughs> um please tell us what instruments you play okay essentially it starts i i play by ear most of the time mm. and so um even though i technically only can play a couple of instruments um there are some that i sort of just picked up along the way um so i i actually play um violin bass guitar and a little bit of guitar i'm hoping to improve on that um mm. this year but I've sort of picked up other things like um, cello and um, ukulele and just little things that are sort of the same sort of shapes and... and <laughs> just different yeah. sizes. Yeah, exactly. I always say that like if you can play the violin, you can play the guitar because it's just one hand moving and the other hand like picking the strings or whatever. It's, it's the same sort of thing. Rock. <laughs> He's like... Chalo, you got a bass. Yes, yes. Um, obviously, you're also a singer. I can't forget yeah, that instrument. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my vocals are my my instrument. Yes. Yeah, so, but also, can't forget you play percussion. Yeah, you, I, you I do. Percussion. I do a whole load of percussion. Um, I think percussion for me is like so much a passion project, just yeah. because. Um, I don't know it's 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 another thing that I've just sort of picked up because people needed someone to be able to do it and mm. I was just like okay it's I don't know I, I really I really do love it the way that it just sort of brings everything together you don't necessarily need percussion yeah. but it does um it adds it, yeah it just it adds adds, adds like the um adds to the aura and the and the whole feel of the feel of the piece so yeah well I live whenever you're doing anything in an orchestra I love just like sitting on the right side of <laughs> hall so i can see you in all your glory with the tim watching me count bars yeah I love it. <laughs> because i just i'm like oh there she is like, i love it thanks because i'm really bad at keeping time mm. so i do envy someone because i'm in school i used to be put in the percussion section of the mm. orchestra all the time and i'm awful i was awful on the glock awful mm. on the tips everything I was so yeah, bad it's a lot of counting it's a lot of keeping time yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not focused like that no I'm all yeah. over the place but i love it i'm <laughs> very jealous i think my one wish for i leave you needs to be able to play a bit on the tins mm, yeah <laughs> let's make it we'll happen. make it happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> got, got a little insider um so before we move on to talking about your um ep mm. i'm just gonna ask um as well as a musician you're also a songwriter yeah 
And who are you mostly inspired by through songwriting? I think I find inspiration is sort of it's 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 a weird sort of thing to figure out who you're who you're influenced by. It's yeah. it's not always like as straightforward as as like you listen to something and then you're like I want that piece of mm. like their voice for example or that piece of their arrangement but I think the people that I listen to and want to be influenced by I guess you could say yeah. uh, are um, sort of soul sort of artists like Arika Bedu, yeah. um, Karim Bailey Ray uh, but also sort of within the uh, within the sort of folk sort of scene as well um, Laura Marling a band from Kent called Coco on the Butterfields. Isn't it such a good name? It's a lovely name. And their, and their music is, they call it uh, Fipfot, which is like a mix between, a mix of folk and hip hop and, and a load of other things as well, balanced in there. It's it's really cool. I like that a lot. I mean, yeah, just like two amazing women you've just named, Erica and Corian. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I love them both yeah, so, much. So, so much. And I just love like, you've got, you're so inspired by soul and you love jazz as well, but yeah. you also take that folk element into it which mm. you don't really hear a lot of mm. I'd say these days yeah so. no I think it's um yeah unless you really seek it out I guess yeah, yeah it's, it's it's hard because I think our Spotify and Apple Music was oversaturated with the same kind of mm-hmm. genres yeah that's difficult to kind of venture out and find a Definitely. bit more understated things yeah yeah thank you so that's a bit of background about daddy we, we love that um so we're gonna go talk about notes part one yeah will there be a part two possibly very possibly yeah yeah well, i'm we... hoping so <laughs> i mean it has to be yeah yeah if there's a part one there must be a part two well who said there has to be <laughs> but i mean i i'd like one to be there um so obviously covid has mm. happened as we all know mm. we've spoken about that a lot in this podcast mm. But um, it's made us kind of be very flexible in a very short space of time. And I think, like, thinking back to our contingency plans we'd written back in September, there was no way we could have been able to predict what we could have been doing now. Because in my contingency plan, I was still hopeful that we would have had a performance, but obviously not. Mm -hmm. So I get why you had to change. How have you been finding the last year and a half? Have you found it? easier as time gone by if you've been finding it easier at the beginning or getting harder as it goes on I think um I don't think it's necessarily been easier at any point Mm. um I think there are some some points definitely where I've I felt um more okay with the situation um but I think it's just it's definitely been hard the whole way through I don't think anyone's really found it actually easy uh it's just been slightly better yeah I think at the very start um I was really struggling with actually doing work and as as um as things have sort of changed like coming back to especially being at home yeah um I found it really hard to work while I was there and um well, yeah because when we're at uni we do all our work here yeah all our work and, and, and together home, as well yeah, yeah. And together because we love to sit in any uni building and yeah. do our work late at night together yeah yeah but yeah I get what you mean like going home because you associate home when you're at uni you associate home with rest yeah and definitely like recuperation words yeah so I really felt that yeah so it was definitely hard to do that and I think when I came back to uni it sort of felt like it wasn't quite well obviously it wasn't quite the same um and it was just it was a bit hard adapting to all the different changes as they happened yeah um, and not sort of knowing what was coming next. So that's been hard. It's but the I think... uncertainty that's mm, difficult to definitely, know, yeah. deal with. Mm. For me, it was definitely harder. The hardest during COVID was in the winter for mm. me. Yeah. Like, just the dark weather. Yeah, it's so, it was so miserable, weather. yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even snowing. I think if it, if it snowed more, it might have been, it might have been better. But in it was winter, just... It was, was just... definitely happiest when it snowed. <laughs> when it snowed, yeah. yeah. But no, it was just, it was mainly rain. And that was, that was rain so unfriendly. And the horrible grey weather. The yeah. sun was barely out. Yeah. Was it was laughing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was quite sad, yeah. But yeah. no, it's, it's brightening up now and it's definitely, it's definitely nicer and it's definitely better. Especially now that we're, going out and yeah and seeing people more yeah yeah it's it's been hard covid um what did you spend your time doing when you were at home uh at home we're very much a um 
uh, an altogether now sort of family. Um, so we usually just like sit and watch TV together, watch films together. My brother is obsessed with baking banana bread, oh. so we did a we did a lot of that. Um, we also got chickens. We got we got chickens. What and, are they called? Um, <laughs> we started off with three, and they were called Taylor Fair um, after French composer um, Emmanuel Adebayor, footballer. And oh, if I can remember the name of the last one, uh, Alexandra Hamilton. Oh, I feel like that's obvious. No yeah. one needs that explaining. Yeah, um, those were the first three, and then we got uh, four more, so we have oh, seven in total. That's amazing. Yeah. I've always wanted chickens. They are so. Uh, I I love them so much. I feel Some... like they're like the ultimate pet. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, they they don't um, they don't fuss too much necessarily, <laughs> but and and sometimes you don't even need to go out and see them. But it is nice to just know that they're there and like hear them clucking outside. Every so, now would then. you rather have a pet chicken over a pet cat? That's a good question. Because they're both independent animals. Yeah. From what I've gathered now, uh. I think I'd rather a chicken than a cat. I feel like if you could house train a chicken, <laughs> then I'd be down. Let's yeah. train it. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, at home, I I did a lot of telly watching mm. with my mum and dad. A lot of TV watching. Yeah. Do you feel that COVID has taken a big toll on your mental health compared to how you were feeling prior to COVID? Mm. I think um, I think it's sort of opened my eyes to what my mental health was like. I think before COVID, I could sort of brush everything under the carpet and just sort of get on with life and mm. move on. Would you say because you had... Cause I yeah, because I had so much to do, and I um and I could keep myself so busy. Not that I I do like to be a busy person anyway, but at that point it was definitely like a coping mechanism for that. Yeah, over COVID I've definitely had multiple breakdowns and <laughs> <laughs> and and just some some yeah really really tough times of like figuring myself out and what it's like to be myself basically. I like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of reflection so deep um yeah I think it, yeah it's definitely been a struggle but it's something that and still working on it obviously I feel like mental health is something that you never stop working mm-hmm. on not only making it like getting yourself to a good place but also maintaining that positive through whatever changes there are in your life because life is always changing mm. I think it's I think it probably has taken a toll to be honest but it's it's also brought some other things up from beforehand which in 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 the long run has turned out to be a positive I think I think there are some things I wouldn't have been able to deal with this year if I hadn't sorted that out first yeah yeah. what I've noticed from just speaking to everyone I've known Mm. throughout Covid is that yes we've all had a spike in our mental health be it anxiety Mm. or depression but it's kind of I don't know how to word this it's like almost benefited in a way because mm. we've become more open to speaking about it to yeah, each other no, so definitely. now we know we're all in the same boat that we can confidently talk about it yeah it's just addressing the things we didn't address before because mm-hmm. we could easily just go out for the night go clubbing and forget about it yeah but now you sit at home and you lie in bed and you're like oh I'm thinking about this and that yeah. And you need to find a good coping mechanism mm. to be able to fall asleep at night. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I get you for yeah. sure. It's opening up that conversation, isn't it? Yeah. And even though we might not have wanted it to yeah. at that specific point in our lives, um, I think it's definitely benefited us all to sort of actually start talking about mental health. Yeah. Very honoured you opened up about that. Thank yeah, you. Right. So yeah, we're going to talk about some songs now. So um, I know that a couple of your songs, including Questions, which you just heard now, focus on events that happened around lockdown. Has songwriting turned out to be a healthy coping mechanism for you? I think so, yeah. Songwriting has always been, I think it's always been for me, something that I sort of turn to when I don't know quite how to get the words out, whether it will just be sort of like a line or just like something that's going around in my head. Mm. Um, and I'll just need to get it out and onto a piece of paper or into a note on my phone. And and that will just like help me to later reflect on that and sort of reflect on how I'm feeling when I'm not there, when I'm not in that place anymore Um, and sort of give me that that time to reflect and be like, okay, this is how we were and this is where we are now sort of Mm. thing, sort of stepping back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always been it's always been one of those um, one of those things that's like helped me um, reflect and and a good coping mechanism yeah, for me. Yeah, just getting your thoughts down. Yeah, exactly. In a way you can use them and look mm. back at them nicely. 
Exactly. Yeah. I think I get writing a diary, but when you write a diary, it's so in the moment and angry. Mm. Like mm. I don't know, for me writing a diary, I'm always angry in the diary. <laughs> but for songwriting, because you know that other people might end up listening to it, yeah. you want to make it seem mm. reflective and positive in mm. some ways. I think for me, diaries were never. I, I've I'm, I've never been good at maintaining diaries. Oh yeah. I always, I think yeah. I always write too much. <laughs> yeah. I write too much in one day, and then, um, and then I'll yeah, I'll either forget or I'll lose the book or whatever it is. Um, but just making like short little notes of like this is this immediate like thought mm. or feeling. Um, I think that's how I I find best to reflect. I like that. Um, yeah. You know what. That's great. <laughs> no, I love I love hearing the process of people's um, songwriting because mm. it's different. It's literally unique for every person. Yeah, no, definitely. I I've never met the same um, the same two people. I've never met two people with the same technique of yeah, writing yeah. songs. Mm, no, definitely. And I do believe, like for a lot of people, songwriting is a really good coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice way to get your thoughts out. Yeah, um, so I know you just mentioned that orchestra program mm. you did with Kent Music. Yeah. Would you say that was your first taste of composition? Um, composition, yes. Uh, songwriting, uh, I sort of have been writing things down since um, since I was, I think, thirteen, and mm. not they were only good. They, <laughs> no, <laughs> all the all the early ones from from about that time. I think a solid two years of of songs and notes that I wrote in this little book. I I don't even um, yeah I don't think they were very good. Um, were they like cheesy angsty so I think at that time I didn't I didn't really listen to that much music as a kid Mm. so my main um I guess musical input would have been church Mm. and church music um which was all like one four five (laughs) (laughs) movements it was it was very simplistic in that way um but not that that didn't make it good but it was it was just very simplistic and so my simplistic um writing ability was also sort of those two combined made for very rudimentary songs (laughs) and very sort of rough sketches of things um well you only said yeah yeah you're not expected to be perfect you've got to work up to these things and yeah it's I I look back on them fondly but I will I hope never to sing them again yeah at least you know I know there's loads of people you meet you're like I hate those songs I can't look back at them they just make me cringe oh no yeah and you've got to embrace them because that's who you are yeah I think they're 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 lovely and beautiful but they're definitely not things that I'd ever sing yeah (laughs) Your EP is four songs long. Mm. It's difficult to say, four songs long, um, <laughs> including a great six-minute track mm. at the end, which I love. It's so cosy. <laughs> when I listened to it, I was like, oh, I like this. It's just relaxing. Thank you. Um, I really loved it. I called it an opus in the script. I don't know why. Be- no, that's beautiful. I-, I love that. It was a soulful opus, in my opinion. <laughs> So your EP is called Notes Part One, mm-hmm. and it starts with the song Questions, which we just heard at the beginning. And the second it played, I just smiled because I don't know. It just I just heard it. I was like, this is fantastic. Thank you. Um, and then when I read, because Danny had sent me um, descriptions about each of her songs, mm-hmm. and when I was reading it and listening to it at the same time, I was like, this is bittersweet. There's something about because yeah. it's quite upbeat compared to the other songs mm-hmm. in the um, EP. And just the story of it and the lyrics just mm. all make this, I don't know, just really great songs. Um, so please tell us what question, what is Questions about? Questions is um, this narrative of these two people who are just having, um, who just sort of can't seem to see each other's point of view. And I think through, from from the point of, um, of me recording the note of it, to the actual final version of it it's sort of changed in um, who those two people are and mm. um, what their relationship is exactly um, at times they're friends at times they're um, they're like in a romantic relationship um, at times they're just like two strangers and and I think it's it's really interesting to see that still the the music sort of meant the same sort of thing to me independent of how, who those two people were I think it's just cool to have a story based off characters as well mm, mm. because even though it's 
based off something you've been through it's still creating a whole separate thing from that experience yeah yeah exactly yeah I don't necessarily see it as my song yeah if that like it's not me singing that song it's yeah. some it's yeah it's, it's a, a different, different other yeah exactly I think a lot of people get stuck in their head that songwriting needs to be from your perspective mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't no it yeah no does, definitely not you're more of a narrator than you know mm, yeah I think so yeah well am I right in saying that questions is a lot about communication yeah for a healthy relationship definitely and friendship, yeah yeah which we all know communication is key for, yeah for anything be it a professional one personal one an acquaintance mm-hmm. gotta talk yeah i think i think we all sort of know it but it's sometimes hard to actually put into action yeah um and i think that's sort of where this song came from is that this just sort of the realization that just like just talking <laughs> yeah is sometimes really hard to do do you think the characters in questions did they did they solve their problem mm, that's a good question or are um, they working on it I think yeah I think it's a work in progress I think I sort of felt like it wasn't for me to say mm. um whether whether their problem whatever it was was ever solved um I didn't feel like I had any right to yeah. to make that decision yeah it's um it's all up it's a bit up in the air at the moment but there's sort of hope at the end of the song that they that they do figure it out yeah that's what i like it's very optimistic mm-hmm. i think to be honest like even though there's some tracks on this album which come from a very deep place mm-hmm. you've managed to keep such an optimistic tone throughout very Thank positive you. which i love because you don't there's no need for a sad song sometimes yeah. like you can turn that sadness into positivity Definitely. and keep it happy which i love i think um a lot of people sort of say that i'm a very positive person all the yeah. time and sometimes I don't necessarily feel it but I think Mm. in as as you sort of say that it's it's a thing that just sort of seeps into everything that I sort of do so yeah I'm really I guess glad of that yeah I mean yeah because that's just proof that your character shines in your songwriting as well (laughs) yeah like I think it just highlights how authentic of a person you Mm. are yeah I yeah I definitely want my music to be yeah that little bit of me and that authenticity yeah like when you wrote the song did you feel that stress that you were feeling about the situation kind of lift again I think because it wasn't necessarily my um my story to tell yeah I I think I guess it's like um this thing that I sort of left with the song yeah I yeah I guess so in in the sense that whenever I sort of thought about other people's relationships and, and what other people maybe should be saying to each other i'd sort of leave it with the song yeah. <laughs> i'd sort of like just put it in with questions I like and i just yeah I'd, I'd um yeah sort of say and again and i just leave it there sort of thinking it's not mine to yeah. sort of deal with or work out it's like yeah. definitely one of those situations where it's like you want to give your input yeah but then you're like that'll just be involving yourself yeah, in something and, you and don't it's need not to my, be in yeah it's right song about it <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> what was the musical I don't want to say inspiration, but where did you take the the musicality from, if that makes sense? Mm, okay, yeah. Because um, it's 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 much more. I don't I don't know if upbeat is the right word, but yeah. Okay, so I guess to begin with, I and maybe you can still feel this a little bit in the song. Yeah. But to begin with, it was a much angrier song. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And so it was like it, it was a faster. Yeah. It was definitely it was a faster and more the guitar was more like driving more mm. um, more demanding um and so i think that's sort of where it started from was was this like this anger to almost yelling at this other person mm. of why don't you why don't you understand me why aren't you why aren't you listening to me why aren't you mm. asking the right questions yeah i think that's where it sort of started yeah the upbeatness of it sort of comes from is that as the song sort of developed and I sort of realised that there was this happy ending that it calmed down a little bit yeah (laughs) yeah and it sort of became this more like I guess not quite lament to start but more just like pleading almost to start and then um into this like more hopeful ending so Mm. yeah so the following song on the album number two Mm. is um does it ever cross your mind that feeling when you love someone so much Mm -hmm. first off love the title (laughs) love the brackets (laughs) thank you very edgy i love Um, it it's okay the title came from i mean there were there were several sort of things i wanted to call this song Mm. um and it did start off with that feeling when you love someone so so much and and i was like that's just long and rambling and it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't even make sense in the context of the song um but that's that's 
really what it is to me is this like this endearing not even love song because it's not like a romantic relationship it's more like a um more like a parental sort of relationship where it's like this inexplicable uh unending sort of bond yeah Yeah. exactly yeah and so does it ever cross your mind is the first line yeah um and that's what the title is going to be but I still felt that that was too much and too long. Um, and so does it ever is sort of the final edit of it. I but I feel like, I like the whole the whole thing, thing the whole thing just, just feels right to me. So I it couldn't does. leave it out. I couldn't leave it behind. Like, I know you're so close with your mum yeah, and your brothers yeah. and your family. And of course you're going to write a song about your family. You have to. Yeah, you love them. Yeah, um, so how did you form that idea of writing a song about your bond with these people? This one was written or the note for this was written at the beginning of the year um, in September. Mm. And um, obviously after spending all summer at home, it was sort of very hard to come back to uni um, where things were still closed and we weren't fully able to do much at all. Yeah, couldn't see your Um, friends, couldn't come into uni. Mm. This song, it sort of feels like it was given to me. Uh, I'm a Christian and so uh, it's as as I was um it's it's not even like I was I was praying necessarily but I was just like lamenting to God I there's sometimes where you just sort of fall and you're and you're just like okay what do I do how do Mm. I how do I get through this and uh this song came from that um and it just felt like this parental figure was holding me and like shielding me from everything that I was feeling and all that I was struggling with yeah it was it was just that familiarity yeah exactly yeah. that sort of like warmth and like just like i i <laughs> i it's i feel like it's like it's yeah. like that feeling of someone just holding you yeah, and just sure. holding you really Keeping tightly you yeah exactly and yeah that's that's how the song feels yeah, i guess like to me. reassuring yeah. i i've got the impression of this song is very reassuring mm. it's reassuring the fact that even in your lowest moments that it will be okay yeah and definitely. there will be someone there to yeah. support you there's, even if you're away from them definitely there's that promise that it's like yeah that it is it is going to be okay that you can get through this yeah yeah um and you mentioned that um you guys were fiddling around with the time signature mm-hmm. you couldn't set on one and now you set on seven yes and what i love about seven is that it allows you to take that time mm-hmm. and i think with this song time is really important like just having a bit more extended time to kind of get your lyrics out there it just really? fit perfectly yeah i i really love um odd time signatures oh, cool. and, <laughs> um, and playing around with things that people i guess like that in regular pop songs or just um mainstream songs you don't normally hear and things that are just like slightly a little bit different um and so seven um for this song especially when i was listening to the recording of it to the original notes i i i left these like sort of long um trailing ends to it Mm. and we tried putting it in i think we tried it in six first and that felt like we were rushing it (laughs) yeah and then we tried it in um four which was essentially eight and that left too much time at the end of each phrase it, it felt almost like empty not comforting unnecessary yeah exactly yeah. unnecessary space yeah and so when we tried it in seven uh well when i suggested to the band we didn't try it in seven <laughs> i sort of fought it to no, them let's do seven. and they were like oh danny not again did they um, um did they struggle they yeah seven seven is definitely hard because it actually switches between seven and mm-hmm. uh, seven eight and eight eight in okay. the chorus and so not only getting into seven, like thinking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, thinking that in your head over and over with slightly odd chordal changes, yeah. like the placing of them is slightly odd because you're in a different time yeah. time signature. And then also switching time signature to a, a different, to it's, yeah, it's a lot. But I think... Um, it's a good challenge though. Yeah, I'm so grateful to the people that, uh, yeah, that are got, in my band. You've got there. an amazing They are so brilliant, yeah. Yeah, very yeah. talented. And they, they, they just work very hard for um, for me, especially. But, Doesn't um, um, Adele play bass? Adele does play bass, yeah. They they all worked really hard to get it all running as smoothly as possible. And even when we've made like last-minute changes, yeah. they've been able to, to pick those up and um, 
and really roll with it. And so, Brilliant. Yeah. Adaptable musicians. It's, is they're so perfect. great. They're so, they've been so great. I, I just love talking, just not even me talking, but I love listening to you talk about your songs Thank because you've you got so much thought going into them, of course, obviously, it's your music. <laughs> but it's just brilliant to hear it. We're going to talk about the third song now called Settle. Please tell us what this song is about. Settle is, it's another comfort song, I mm. guess. Um, another point where I was really, really um, low. This one a little bit later in the year. Um, yeah, one of my friends um, from home had um, had just passed. Mm. And, um, and it was another moment where I was just sort of like crying out to God. And yeah, this was another song that sort of came out of it, but in a in a in a slightly different way, I guess. In a um, I think in a way that that all the hurt that I was feeling, I I sort of put it into what I wish I had provided for this friend um, mm. before they'd gone. I guess it's a, again that sort of um, non romantic um, comfort and um, togetherness and healing as well yeah yeah i think it's definitely warmer than than does it ever but it 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 just comes from a different place it's just a different place that really another song that got me through really tough time yeah yeah like would you say that this was your your helpful grieving process as well Mm, definitely yeah it's something that i'm still obviously working through it's i don't think it's ever going to be easy to talk about um or think about or put into things but i think like I sort of said at the beginning that writing these things down and just blurting out what I'm thinking and what what I'm feeling and then putting that into something not only that I that I'm sort of saying over and over again to sort of like I guess to not only remind myself of them but also the the happiness that that brings Mm. um singing has always been a happy thing for me as well as a release and so putting all that hurt into something positive for me definitely I think helps with with processing it yeah for sure and Mm. it's something you'll be proud of as well you've just managed to turn your grieving process into such a beautiful and touching song and it's brilliant just to hear you turning your emotions into something reflective and positive Mm -hmm. I think just for you it's easier to be able to kind of deal with it and grow from it it's difficult to talk about for sure Mm, yeah and I think probably that's why you've written a song about it (laughs) yeah yeah there are a lot of things that I that I don't know how to talk about and and so yeah you just write yeah and I remember you writing to me that there was um a different recording originally Mm, right yeah what was what was the different was it a different sound I think of all the tracks on this EP, um, this one's, I guess, like the jazziest. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, bluesy, whatever you want to call it, that mm. sort of um, that sort of space. The original recording sort of went further in that and oh. it it, um, it really leaned into, into the added notes in the scale and just, I don't know, there's this thing that jazz does where it just sort of like melts you, melts you and you're just like, oh, oh yeah, that's so, it's just, oh, <laughs> it's just so nice. It's like unexpected yeah, and yeah. just like, yeah I get yeah. you there's no way to describe it because it's, it's like a feel it is it is a it's feel a, yeah it's a, it's a oh yeah kind of it's a it's a sound it's yeah. not a it's not a word it's um it's kind of you know when you hear these notes put together that you would never think would work yeah. and then you're like wow, wow. Yeah. and so um the original recording for this was um was just a melody and it had um I can't even remember what scale I was in but it had these um these added notes that I that I've taken out simply for the fact that it just as the song sort of evolved and and came forward it it just wasn't those it just wasn't that scale anymore it just wasn't that feel anymore and I think I think I definitely um agree with that sort of decision to Mm. um to To, sort of yeah to simplify and just make it a I guess a gentler a gentler sound and uh and do you think also that if you have a technical song mm. it would be difficult to it distracts get so much bands. yeah i think it yeah i think it i think it distracts it can it can sometimes distract from um i think this song the main thing was the words yeah. and the and the message that was coming through you just didn't want to do it to to not something stereotypical mm. right yeah not, yeah not yeah. strip back you wanted to stick to what you like mm. even when working it with the band i think we um we we were sort of slipping into into things that were sort of what we normally would do I guess Mm. and um it sort of came to the point where we had to say actually we'll just strip it back yeah and we'll see what's actually necessary in this and anything that's not we get rid of because it's 
yeah like you say it's not stripped back but it's it's simple and yeah. it's yeah it's about the words it's it not is, about the the whole the song as a whole that's what i was really impressed by just the fact you kept it cohesive in a way yeah yeah but also it's just such a touching way to do it which i just appreciate so much because you don't hear jazz songs mm. i'm going to call it a jazz song because i think we'll it's call it a jazz, jazz song, song <laughs> bluesy song you know like yeah. you said that kind of space mm. You often don't hear those kind of, that genre of music associated with this kind of message. Mm. So I just think it's it's wonderful just Thank to you. hear that yeah. collaboration of two mediums that you wouldn't necessarily think to put together. Mm. How, are you happy with the song? I am. Yeah, I think um, it took a, it. I think I feel like it took a little less working than some of the others. Yeah. Um, but one one section that we're really um, I guess just proud of is um the sax solo that comes in in the middle yeah um and that's another bit that just sort of like melts your heart um, yeah Cecil, Cecil comes in with the sax solo and he's it's all improvised um and it sounds amazing so um yeah so it's so yeah. grateful it, it's wonderful I think it's, we're actually going to play this song in the end mm. so everyone's going to get to hear it yeah. in all its glory the sax is awesome it's so so good wait for that sax solo it's a song which represents yeah you that represents what yeah. what you want it to and um and and fits in in the emotional space and the sonic space mm-hmm. that you want it to be in so yeah yeah that song definitely does that for me but now we're gonna come talk about the closing song the six mm. minute soulful opus as i described it and feels like home um technically called home yeah um in the video you sent me i was really impressed with the way you were just telling everyone what you wanted <laughs> you're like okay drums come in drum come in no mm. no just the bass yeah. i was like yes danny you tell them what to do yes okay this song especially the opening i knew exactly what i wanted from it yeah. this just like warm but almost almost its own its own track to be honest it's it could organic. have been its own its yeah. own like little track on this um but no just this opening that that just I don't know that just that is just warm and rich mm. in um in textures and and you're always like waiting and expecting there are these sus chords that I use through that and it, it never feels like it's quite settled it's mm. never it's never quite there but it's still it's still the space that is it's just like cozy I guess and warm I I really loved um creating that and making it sound exactly right that that took a that took a little bit of time to work out who comes in where yeah. and uh, and what exactly we leave out until until the the rest of the actual song comes in but um yeah it, it it's definitely worth it I uh, definitely love it how is, it feels. yeah it's brilliant when i was listening to it i think it's the chord you use and the way the instruments come in but mm. it almost leaves you wanting more mm. right because mm. it it kind of finishes it has an ending of course but when i was like oh, i was like i want more i want like the next movement yeah, or something like yeah. something big mm. and I, I i just think that song's perfect because you have left room for something to continue afterwards definitely but also it's kind of like that i don't know there's something lingering about it mm. that i really enjoy yeah because when you when you see like i think a lot of people like to judge songs by how long they are so mm. they'll see the time and they'll be like oh it's gonna be really boring yeah but when you don't limit yourself to four minutes, there's a lot of things you can do and you can really play around with tempo and texture and dynamics. It's really fun. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think, especially with some of these, the songs on the CP being uh, shorter. Yeah. um, Home sort of felt like um, I could do what I wanted. (laughs) I could do what I wanted with like the length of it and, um, and just just expand every part to its absolute fullest really um yeah well because you said to me that this song you consider as kind of taking a break yeah from the heavier topics you were singing about prior definitely so i think in that long six minutes you can tell you're just having fun with it yeah you're just experimenting so so much which is awesome um and i could just hear the band like also having quite a good time playing it too Mm. am i correct in saying that the song's also about the familiarity of home yeah so um it's I, I guess it's like a weird mix of different places that I consider home. It's mm. not necessarily home as a place, but home as a feeling. Yeah, um, home is where the I, heart is. Yeah, exactly. I guess I collect things that I'm that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. So, um, obviously, in songwriting, I'm collecting collecting and collating sounds and um, and timbres. I I love like specific timbres, oh, yeah, um, sure. like saxophones and cellos and euphoniums and beautiful. Oh, I love cellos. Um, yeah. Beautiful. so 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 beautiful 
but in 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 life i guess i collect other things i collect words and i collect um i collect feelings i guess mm. um and things that make me feel specific ways and so this song is just a collection of those things and yeah like like i sort of said earlier it was it's a release from from the other songs yeah. <laughs> the other the other heavier songs that are just battling with all of these things whereas this song came out of me just reminding myself of things that are good and things that things that I love yeah so some things I guess are some of the things and it's it's a little cryptic in the song it's uh <laughs> it, it is just a list to be honest all the verses are just lists oh that's cool um it is just those things that remind me of yes happy times but also some things that are slightly uh, harder to think about but mm. also still remind me of those places or those things or those smiling faces and it's a mixture of emotions and it's not all happy but it's all that place if that mm. makes sense it's all the things that I think about when when I when I'm hoping to be comfortable yeah that's awesome yeah. thank you well that's the last song from the EP and it's a great one honestly I think if if I could play it on this podcast, it definitely would, but I don't think we'd have enough yeah, time. Yeah, I don't think you'd have enough time but ever. <laughs> yeah. I think it's definitely my favourite from the album. Thank you. I don't yeah. know. I don't know, actually. I like all four of them very much because they all serve a different purpose. Yeah. And they're all such individual songs, but mm. they come together really well, which Thank I love. You. It's, yeah, it's great to hear that people are... I, I always worry that, um, especially when I'm talking about things that, that I've gone through or that, I'm, that I've thought of felt that it's great to hear that other people are also enjoying those things because yeah. for me it's just I guess self-reflection and um and getting that out there yeah um, you're scared because it's you know it's your own personal yeah emotions exactly. and you're scared how people are yeah. going to treat them and react to them so it's nice to know that people do enjoy them. oh I'm, very, <laughs> I'm interacting with this on such a mega level of <laughs> happiness honestly I was listening to them last night over and over I was obsessed I'm like Thank Millie you. do you want to come down so I was no I'm listening to Danny's songs <laughs> leave me alone um awesome but i'm gonna talk about some life now just yeah, you know, just... some chill things um so now that lockdown's slowly lifting in whatever ways they are being lifted mm. um what are you most looking forward to doing i think i've never been like someone who's much into going out out i've yeah. never um i enjoy going to um to spids yeah. um, and, <laughs> and uh and just like some of the clubs around Hull but yeah. what I really 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 missed is like just being in other people's houses and just like House enjoying parties. yeah not not even that just enjoying time and <laughs> no, space with you. other people yeah. but so you're looking forward to just I'm looking forward chilling. to yeah to going to other people's house I miss a sleepover having... yeah we should have a sleepover we should have a big sleepover, we have a sleepover. so with the music industry mm-hmm. returning today yeah. actually on the 17th of May yes. we're back are there any things you're hoping to see change, be it locally or nationally? Mm. Obviously, uh, I would love for the arts to be valued more. Yeah. Um, God, in, it's heartening to re, yeah. re-skill, upskill, yeah. Um, in education as well as just in, in society yeah. um, and by the government. But also, I guess, um, for the community aspect of music to, to be as strong as it sort of was in lockdown. I feel yeah. like a lot of people, even if they weren't producing or doing their own music, there was so much support for people who were and so much support for the art, artist community. Yeah. Um, Lots of camaraderie. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I hope that that sticks around. Yeah. Um, and it was positive as well. Yeah, like... just the positivity that that everybody um, sort of brought to to the people who were still able to do do their art. Mm. I'd say because um, prior to COVID, I'd say that the music scene was quite toxic. Yeah, this is hard to describe, but it's toxic towards people who weren't already in it. So yeah, it never yeah. Gave people just starting new. out. Yeah, it never gave anyone new to kind of break in. Mm. And be given a chance. So I really hope that people are going to stop taking gigs for granted and just go whether you like who's playing or not. Yeah. Because you never know who you might like. Definitely. And I, I got an I got into an argument on Reddit about this, um, <laughs> about saving a local music venue here in Hull. And someone said to me, "No point. All the local music's rubbish." It's like, how do you know if you if don't you know? Go, yeah. So I hope more people feel inclined to go support their local music. Definitely. Scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah I think I think the local music scene is definitely very so it's so so important mm-hmm. I think you can't have your like Ed Sheeran's and Taylor Swift's without supporting <laughs> yeah without supporting the grassroots people so. they were all grassroots exactly at some well. point yeah so um I'm just hoping yeah for more of a platform for smaller independent artists mm-hmm. and 
I'd like to see more female rock musicians popping yeah. up this year. That would be awesome. And yeah. it's slowly coming back. We were talking I... about just now um, with like um, Willow Smith coming mm. up and um, Olivia Rodrigo yeah, as definitely. well. Even with, um, even in the rap scene, there yeah. are a lot of very uh, talented, prominent yeah. now female artists. Her has been winning all the awards mm-hmm. for her songs. Who else? Asha Kino. Yeah. With her shaking. Yeah, it literally shakes me every time I hear it. It's um, and uh, PP Cocaine. I don't, I don't know, know who if you. Yeah, Sounds she's great uh, name. It's aggressive, but it's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I've got. Uh, there's um, Little Sims who just released a new mm-hmm. album and it's fantastic. Yeah. I love seeing women of colour, non-gender conforming mm. people being given more of a platform to safely perform mm-hmm. and release their music, yeah, which definitely. is what I'm hoping happens in smaller music communities. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really hoping. Yeah. I, I just want music to be so much more diverse. Yeah. Because it has the power to it be has very it. diverse. And there are people there to to do it yeah. there are people in in each of those communities to to bring music that is amazing yeah yeah it's just i'm just hoping people... for the day i'll find a musician i love who i can relate to on all levels because i've never been able to find a musician i'm like i re- relate to your life to um the way you look to the music mm-hmm. you like yeah. so one day there's yeah. a lot of music out there it'll, it'll happen i yeah. think the best thing about I'm going on about this a little bit. No, but the best great. thing about lockdown and music is that I've discovered so much more mm, good music definitely. that maybe I just didn't have the time to listen to and mm. finally sat down and did. And I really have been thankful to my yeah. time no, of definitely. COVID and music. Mm. And also, I think COVID just proved that music is literally without borders. Yeah. You can be anywhere. You can be, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I'm excited to see how people... Um, integrate online music stuff and in in person yeah i think the online space is definitely going to be something that people use i think i've seen a lot of people use it in a more intimate way which is really really nice to just um go live with a few of your friends or followers yeah it's awesome and and just let them see what you're working on or what you're up to it's it's really really nice yeah one of um um, australian musician i love he does Mm. that all the time Mm. giving it a full show yeah and out of the goodness of his heart for free on instagram and i love it it's brilliant yeah it's awesome Definitely. um so here's a square squarey here's a scary question what are you doing once uni's over i don't know yet i mean it still does scare me i'm not gonna lie it still does scare me but i think especially this year has sort of taught me that it doesn't matter that i don't know yeah um that's things thing. change yeah. like um at the last moment all the time and you can't you, you can't control your life basically mm. you can't control what's going to happen in the next day week whatever mm. and so yeah knowing that i i'm slightly like i'm I, i'm always going to worry about it but yeah it's okay that i don't know i have so many ideas of what i definitely want to be um want to be doing at some point in my life um it's just which one I do first. Really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I've got a few more questions for you. So we're mm-hmm. finishing our time here, mm-hmm. as we know. And what's been a memory for you that has really stuck with you over your last three years? There are so many. Um... <laughs> Not even a memory or just like something you enjoyed doing that you're really going to miss. I think mm-hmm. for me, it's going to be literally so like just sitting in Larkin mm-hmm. at late at night and doing yeah. our work. I'm going to miss that so I much. I think the late night times are definitely... Um yeah the, definitely the times that that I'm gonna that I'm gonna miss the most yeah um for me I think it's gonna be um late night rehearsals oh yeah. just being in a in a in a studio or practice room and just hammering things out and uh in first year um we were writing um we were doing songwriting oh yeah I remember and uh <laughs> and um Ben who's in my band at the moment um he's uh he he hadn't got his song down he's the drummer and he hadn't got his song down because he he didn't know what to write really, mm. pretty much just for the whole the whole term. And so the night before we're meant to hand in, we go around to his. I'm taking my guitar. Adele brings her bass, and we're just like, right, we're just gonna get something down. <laughs> <laughs> and it ends up being one of the highest scoring, not only in our group but also in the whole class. Um, and... I mean, it deserved it because <laughs> it's a great song. It was a really. It's really just good like that song. late night creativity. Yeah, like, exactly. When else are you gonna get to do just, that? Just like 
just popping round next door basically calling your, uh, your yeah you, calling round and just yeah. being like who who's doing anything are you busy we just need to get something done yeah do you want yeah do you want to record do you want to write a song um so finally the last question of this lovely time we've had with Danny. Wow. Um, one that you've been thinking about a lot. So, so much. <laughs> She's even written a little <laughs> shortlist. Um, maybe I'll take a picture of it with it on Instagram later. <laughs> um, she's got written herself a shortlist. So let's let's ask it. You've got you've been put into a two week quarantine. Mm-hmm. You've got COVID. You can't see anyone, but you're only allowed to bring two albums with you to listen to over fourteen days. Okay. What are they? Um, so the first one is um, it's. Um, it's a folk opera called mm. Lillian by um, by this artist Ben Lear, um, and I've I've been in love with like folk and uh, folk operas for as long as I've known them. Um, there's this other one called Hades Town that I'm not allowed to bring. Uh, that I go on about all the we time. Love Hades Town, uh, we love Hades Town. And uh, this one's it's an environmental um, sort of folk opera as well, so it sort of brings that in there. But it's just a beautiful story with amazing songs and uh, I think it influences a lot of what I write now as well mm. and then the second one is um it's a Christian rap album so I'm sorry that I've <laughs> don't be sorry it's your, it, it's your it feels cheesy to, to say it but it's one that um that I love just like rapping with my brothers yeah um we know all the words and but it's also got this um a couple of like R and B pieces on there as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really that? great. What's it called? Uh, <laughs> did I not say? No. It's a uh, it's Winans, uh, Phase Two. Awesome. Yeah, I want to listen to both of these. Yeah, I really mean, cool. I just love I love doing these because we've all got different music tastes. Mm-hmm. So I love hearing about new music. Yeah, so I want to listen to both these. These are no, awesome. they're really really cool. Well, thank you. Um, you thought long and hard about that. I did. Uh, the shortlist was long. Um, Are you sure yeah. you're happy with these? <laughs> no, these, yes. Oh, yes. Before we go, mm-hmm. and before we say we bid our farewells, when is your EP going to be out in the public for us to listen to? Um, so sometime in June, July. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll be releasing it about then. Yeah, and uh, you can hopefully, you'll hopefully be able to find it on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, we'll everywhere you listen to music music lots of places um i will keep an update on the instagram page where can we find you danny um so on instagram and twitter uh i'm danny in a hat because i love to wear hats and uh, (laughs) yeah and that's me meanwhile you can find me at electric seat records on uh instagram um you can find me on twitter at mini nikita if you want um but thank you so much for listening i hope you've enjoyed this week as much as i have i just want to say thank you to jam radio again for letting me use this great studio and to our lovely engineer ben redfern for sitting patiently and listening to us ramble for hours (laughs) um i hope you've enjoyed listening to these wonderful women of whole uni because i've certainly enjoyed interviewing you all um and i've loved talking about music and i just love doing this um so finally before we leave we're going to be playing one more song from danny's ep would you like to introduce your next song before we go yeah so um this is settle Thank you so much, everyone. Catch you next time. Little baby, won't you settle down? Although there's darkness all around, the light will still find you. Can't promise anything except that I'm near So darling, won't you settle down
Sugar, won't you settle down here? 